0: Hello and welcome to One on One, a Door County Paul's interview series. I'm Andrew Clyden and I'm joined today by Celeste Benchwell reporter and social media editor for The Pulse. How's it going, Celeste?
1: It's going well, thanks. Good.
0: Uh, people are pretty familiar with your voice at this point. You've been in a bunch of these different interviews that we've done, especially with local musicians. Um, you've been doing a lot of work for the education issue of the paper, and, and you've kind of got your hands in a bunch of different stuff over the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I feel like people are pretty well acquainted with you at this point. But one thing that I don't know that we've talked about at length is your journey as a musician. So yep. you, uh, you've been really into music for a long time, so tell me a little bit about your background. How did you get into music?
1: Yeah, so I grew up in Sheboygan Falls, Wisconsin, and I don't know, I remember one day my parents just being like, hey, we have this guitar, and I'm pretty sure it was a guitar that was gifted to my dad when he was a kid from my grandpa. So it was this old classical guitar that had been sitting in an attic for how many years? And they just said, I think that you should do lessons. So they signed me up for lessons with David Cable. Um, He has a music company in Sheboygan Falls, now Plymouth, actually he relocated. But I was about 10 years old when I started taking lessons with them. And then I didn't stop taking lessons until I graduated high school. So a long time of taking lessons. And in between there, I was also involved in music through school. So I did choir since kindergarten to graduation and was in a number of musicals. So I've been pretty involved in the music scene where I grew up for many years.
0: Did you take to the guitar right away, or is it something that you like got used to over time? It sounds like you kind of locked it in after a while if you were there for... What, seven years, eight years?
1: Yeah, I guess I was really taken with it at first. I practiced all the time, every day. And it started out with just, you know, learning the basics, obviously, and then getting into theory. And then, I don't know, a whole multitude of stuff. Tried out different instruments, too. I played the ukulele. I played the bass a little bit. I tried banjo for a couple songs. So anything with strings, really, um, I'm interested in. And I don't know where I was going with that, but (laughs) yeah, I was really taken with it and practiced a lot. Now I don't practice as much as I should, but yeah, still love it.
0: So when you were first getting started and then into high school, were you performing outside of like school? Were you starting to do gigs or anything like that?
1: Yeah, so I think it started with a recital at the place I took lessons. Uh, I think every year they would do one recital where the kids taking lessons would showcase their work a little bit. So I think it started with that, but the one big thing that started my performing outside of school started in school, I guess. It was a Veterans Day program, and I played a Dixie Chicks song. What was the name of it? I played that, and that kind of took off the performing career. So then I started playing at different restaurants and coffee shops and festivals that were in the county. And I started doing open mics in Plymouth, Wisconsin, where for years, where I met a ton of local people there. And I met one of my good friends, Jamie, and we started a band together called Red Ved. We're both redheads and we both love Eddie Vedder from Pearl Jam. So we kind of just combined the two as a joke and it just kind of stuck. And then we were playing shows like for summers at a time when I was home from college. But I mean, that's a lot of work to do while you're in school. So it kind of faded out. But yeah, played a lot of places
0: so music was something that you were really involved in you know before college and during college you interned with us your last semester of college was that when you were up here
1: yeah it was the year before my last semester yeah i did a an extra semester so four and a half years so after my four years of school
0: And then you started to make the transition to Door County full-time. What's been your experience so far in the music scene and learning about it up here, and how is it different from the places that you've been involved in before?
1: That's a good question. In terms of my involvement with the scene up here, I've really only done open mics because I've been more focused on songwriting lately than actually getting gigs. But the scene up here is incredible. There's so much support, and just from being a journalist here and covering the music scene— it's just amazing how many different people are interested in collaborating, and you know, just there's a whole bunch of stuff where people are trying out new stuff. It's awesome, but hoping to start gigging again here soon. So
0: yeah, and you got some exciting stuff kind of coming down the pipeline, and stuff that you've been working on that we'll we'll talk about a little bit later, but. When when you started uh, doing journalism, did you was that something that you were doing in college before you got here?
1: Yes. I joined a college newspaper called the Badger Herald, our independent student newspaper, <laughs> and I joined the arts section my sophomore year. So from sophomore year until graduating, I was writing about music and art intensely. One of those years I was the editor. So that was a lot of work, but it really taught me about journalism more so than my classes did, I would say. And also, just how the music scene works, kind of. And I would go to a bunch of house shows. I kind of just, just from writing about people, I got invited to things and stuff, and it was awesome.
0: <laughs> How's the transition been from doing that in a bigger area to doing that up here in Door County? Are you seeing similarities or is it very different?
1: I guess differences mostly because. The venues in Madison are different. It's like, if you're not a well-known artist in town, you're probably gonna have to stick to playing like house shows and basement shows, which only a collect few people know about, like if you're involved in the scene. Whereas like if you're more of a well-known name, there's like a handful of venues that you can play at. But here, I feel like even if nobody really knows who you are, you can still get your name out there. And there's so many different venues that you can play at here, which I'm still figuring out how to navigate that. (laughs) But um, yeah, I think there's more possibility for budding musicians here. I would say maybe.
0: So you you mentioned that you write songs. Is that something that you were interested in from the very beginning, or is that something that you've done over time? Tell me a little bit about kind of your, your musical journey thus far.
1: Yeah, so mostly the bands and things I've done have been cover music, and it wasn't until college that I really started seriously songwriting. I took a poetry class, and I can't remember the name of the author, honestly, but Um, One of our projects was to create some sort of, you know, it could be whatever you wanted. So I chose to write a song naturally because I was like, well, this will force me to like actually sit down and try and write something. So based off of this poem, I wrote a song and I was like, dang, that's actually kind of good. So I think that kind of propelled my songwriting forward a bit, though I had dabbled, you know, throughout the years, but nothing seriously until until college, I'd say.
0: In your musical journey, have you uh, tried focusing on things or are you just kind of seeing where it takes you? So I I guess the question is, like, uh, have you started writing an album or anything like that? Tell me a little bit about kind of your focuses lately.
1: Yeah, so it definitely started without any direction. I'd always had a goal to write an album or something. My guitar teacher before I left high school, said that he would gift me a handmade guitar. If I wrote twelve songs by the time I left, I didn't do it. <laughs> I think I was too involved with like having a social life in high school, and you know all that. But now that I've been steadily building up a collection of songs, I want to record something. And I did a talent show in Madison last spring, even though I wasn't a student at the time. Um, I won the talent show, and with the the prize was eight hours of studio time. So hopefully sometime in January, I'm gonna set a date and go to Madison and record
0: Nice. Have you recorded any of your stuff before or put it up online or anything like that?
1: Nothing seriously recorded. The band that I was in, one of our bandmates had like a kind of home studio at his place. So when we would rehearse, we'd we recorded like a demo CD with all of us together. I think some of the songs are on YouTube, but I wouldn't say that was like a serious recording.
0: Well, that's kind of exciting because, Celeste, you're going to play a song for us today on the podcast. So mm-hmm. this will be one of your first uh, n- not serious recordings, but definitely a way for people to to hear your sound. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll we'll jump into that after the break. Let's take a break. And then when we come back, I want to talk a little bit about uh, the work that you've been doing lately to try to get your music out there and to get people to notice. And to set up some gigs up in Door County and what that journey has been like. Uh, And then we'll listen to one of your songs. Perfect. Grace, there is nothing that I love more than lighthouses and state parks.
2: Oh my gosh no way me too
0: I just wish that there was I don't know some sort of way that I could capture my love for those things in a physical way that maybe I could put on the wall or something
2: well you are in luck my friend if you visit doorcountypulse.com slash shop you can find
0: exactly those items you mean we actually put together a series of state park posters and a incredible collection of lighthouses all in one piece of artwork that you can buy online that we did Andrew that we did I didn't know that we had an online shop. What else can I get there?
2: You can also buy some Pulse stickers, Door County Living stickers. You can subscribe to Door County Living or the Peninsula Pulse if you are not in Door County. You can buy our annual door wedding guide and you can also buy uh, lighthouse postcards if you do not want the full poster but might want to add a little something something in your gift package.
0: I'm looking at the shop right now and I just noticed that we have Peninsula Pulse hats with the dog logo and everything. Grace, I think I am sold. Where can I go to find all of this stuff one more time?
2: www.doorcountypulse.com slash shop.
0: Okay, we are back. So Celeste, you have started to work on your your image as a musician. You've been putting together a website. You've been doing all that kind of stuff. Tell me about that journey. What inspired you to, to jump in and to start seriously putting yourself out there? And uh, And where are you at in the process right now?
1: Totally. So... I was still in school at the time, but one, a friend of a friend pretty much was like, you need to put your stuff on Instagram or something. And I never thought about it seriously until she brought it up. And I was like, you know what? You're right. I'll put a song up, see what, see what happens. So (laughs) I started an Instagram called No, I Don't Like Ed Sheeran. Um,
2: Good. <laughs> <laughs>
1: because I thought if I'm going to start putting songs up here, I don't want people to be like, Oh, you should play an Ed Sheeran song. Cause like, I don't want to. <laughs> so I just, you know, put that out there right away.
0: Um, not to interrupt, but since you brought <laughs> up Ed Sheeran, it, just the weirdest g- guy to me, because I remember like he had a couple kind of like indie sappy songs and like when I first heard about him and then he was on Game of Thrones and that was really weird. Oh, and yeah. then all of a sudden he started <laughs> doing like, like pop music that was playing on the radio all the time. And it's like, what is this guy's trajectory? Like, I yeah. just don't understand how you can come out one way. And then it's like, oh, suddenly I'm famous and I'm doing something completely different.
1: Right. I don't know.
0: And the dude has a Heinz tomato ketchup tattoo. And yeah.
1: I've read those articles about his awful tattoos. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot. But yeah, I think I just didn't really like all the sappy, cheesy, you know, guitar songs. I wasn't about that. So... I think that's why I don't necessarily like his music. I'm sure he's a great guy. <laughs> but um, yeah, from there, I guess I just started building up this Instagram page a little bit. And it's it's not very long, honestly. But I realized that if I want to start getting gigs, that I need to like seriously make a website and like have material that I can send to people. Otherwise, they're not going to know who I am. Um, And I've had a little bit of experience with that in the past when I was in RedVed because we would, you know, take these demo CDs to different restaurants. And that's kind of how it started. But then it became a word of mouth thing somehow. So here now that I'm kind of starting from scratch, I've built a website. I have my Instagram page, started a Facebook page, but I have a bunch of social media material out there now so that I can. You know, email different venues, list all these things that I've done pretty much, give them the materials, the links. So, yeah, right now it's just a matter of trying to spread the word to people. And I sent some emails to, like, a handful of places up here and received, like, two responses. And I think that's just a tough thing about being a musician because a lot of businesses aren't, like, you know, glued to their emails and have time to read your your lengthy email about who you are. So, I think it's going to have to turn into more of a face-to-face thing. Um, I just haven't had time for that yet.
0: Yeah, I feel like that's something that I hear a lot. Uh, one of the first pieces of advice that I ever got when I moved up here is that nothing is an emergency in Door County. So, I would send emails or I'd follow up on things immediately because that's what I was used to in college, and then I would just wait like 4 or 5 days before I'd hear back from anybody. Uh, mm-hmm. And it was really weird at first, but then it was I just kind of relaxed into it like eh, I'll send it out And if I hear back to him in two weeks, that's great uh, But everybody else says like, you know Sometimes you just have to like show up at somebody's business and be like hey I'm this person and I want to do this thing and they're like, "Oh, okay, right. It's not that they're ignoring you. It's just that uh, We're not really keyed into it up here.
1: Yeah, exactly so pretty soon here I'll have to start, you know making my way around in person get that face-to-face, but I am out of town a lot, which is unfortunate.
0: <laughs> now, are you, are you marketing yourself as Celeste Benchwell, or do you have a cool artist name?
1: Mm, I don't have a cool artist name. Uh, my website is just celesterosemusic.com, and I feel like I can't market myself as Celeste Benchwell because my last name is spelled super weird, and no one's going to take the time to you know write that out online when they're searching for me or even know how to spell it. So I think I'm going to have to come up with more of a game plan but I did find that there's another artist on Spotify called Celeste Rose. And that made me mad. <laughs> you, I'm could,
0: like, you could just be Celeste. You yeah. could just be a one name artist.
1: There is another artist named Celeste and she seems pretty successful. So now I'm like, well, what the heck? <laughs>
0: well, you could just lean into Benchwell then. There's a lot of artists out there with unspellable names. Like yeah. Borns is B-Z- B0RNS. Yes. Or like Churches with a V. Right. So you could just lean into it and be like, "Oh yeah, it's benchwell, but spelled weird."
1: Yeah, honestly, I could do something like that. <laughs> I just need to put more more time in planning.
0: So have you you've performed in open mics up here? Have you made any headway in scheduling anything coming up?
1: Mm, not yet. <laughs> the pretty blank slate for future gigs at this point. Um, I did some weddings and stuff earlier in the season, like August, September. I was down to do weddings. They're really fun. Um, so if anyone needs a wedding singer, hit me up, <laughs> but yeah. Will
0: you do songs from the wedding singer?
1: Oh, uh, I've seen that movie once, but I don't, I don't remember.
0: <laughs> well, I, I haven't seen it at all. It was just, oh, okay. yeah, it comes to mind when people say it. Yeah. But I might even just cut that whole joke out. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, speaking of getting in the contact with you, where can people find out more about your music or hear your sound or get in contact with you online?
1: Uh yeah, I have a YouTube page. It's just my name, Celeste Benchwell. I have a website, CelesteRoseMusic.com. I just spent money on getting that web address, so y'all better visit it. And I got my Instagram at no, I don't like it, Sharon, and my Facebook Celeste Benchwell Music or something like that. Yeah, you can find me on many platforms.
0: Cool. Well, you said that you were gonna play a song for us today. Can you tell us a little bit about what the song is?
1: Yes. So. I interned at The Pulse here last summer, and I, I don't know, I had just such a great time here and found a lot of inspiration for a song, just from, you know, my friend group and where I was living, and just, like, the whole vibe of the place was just really inspirational, so I wrote a song about that. Pretty much everything in the song is related to some experience that I had last summer, like... I don't know, we, we you know, partied up at Camp David or whatever and look at the stars at night or run through the raspberry fields. Um, my friend has a huge lilac bush or plant or whatever in his in his parents' yard. And just stuff like that, everything is like a direct experience. So that's what my the song I'm going to play is about. I don't know what it's called. Maybe Doko Nights. <laughs> I don't really name most of my songs, which is weird, but I don't know.
0: Great. Well, thank you so much, Celeste, for chatting with me today, and I can't wait to hear it.
1: Thanks. Me too. All
0: right. We'll jump into it.
3: flow I'll be your forest lady No mm-hmm.
0: Content, check us out at DoorCountyPulse.com or pick up this week's issue of the Peninsula Pulse available every Friday. Don't forget to subscribe to the Door County Pulse Podcast to get new episodes delivered straight to your device twice a week. Thank you for listening to the Door County Pulse Podcast.